0: This is Episode 14 of the Passion-Minded Mom Podcast. You are listening to the Passion-Minded Mom Podcast for business-driven moms who actually want to talk about the stuff that matters. I'm your host, Kate Ruder, business coach and marketing strategist. And together, we'll expose the truth behind balancing work while raising a family and have real conversations about what works well and what doesn't serve us. We'll discuss all things marketing, mindset, and wellness Plus, taboo topics like money, guilty pleasures, and intimacy. For the nitty gritty of entrepreneurial success as a mom, you have come to the right place. Welcome back, ladies. As we close out May and Melanoma Awareness Month, I want to thank those of you who have been tuning in here, listening to me share more of my cancer story and my journey as an entrepreneur and for spending your valuable time with me. I know you're out there, and being an introvert myself, I know that I may not hear from all of you all the time, but I know you're listening, and I just want to say I appreciate you. Thank you for taking the time to subscribe and download in between all of your many responsibilities and taking care of the kids and family and house and all the things. Knowing you guys are out there encourages me to elevate the value that I bring and pushes me further out of my comfort zone. So thank you for that. Today, I am going to take another nostalgic trip back in time to college. And by college, I mean undergrad, because some of you know I'm also currently a grad student. So let's dig into this topic. Today, I am going to share with you what going to college taught me about being an entrepreneur and what it didn't. First, I want to mention, I didn't even take an entrepreneurship class in college. Either it wasn't required, or it wasn't even offered, or just of no interest to me at all. At that time in my life, I really had no intention of forging my own path as an entrepreneur. It hadn't even really occurred to me. When I began school at the University of Tampa, it was in 1999, as a transfer student from another university, I had to reselect a major. I recall being pretty uncertain at that time. I actually remember considering a switch from business to pre-med. Being in the medical field ran in my family and I also loved any study related to the body and mind, like biology and psychology. But my parents assured me that staying in business would give me more options. While this may be true, Going to college for business doesn't mean you're going to learn how to run one. Or at least that wasn't my experience. I found, and most experts will agree, true expertise and mastery comes from doing, and all of the trial and error and failure from all of that doing. Learning alone will only get you so far. Right? We've all tried this. You can take a bunch of courses and trainings, get a social media certification, but you have to apply what you're learning and try it and fail at it in order to get good at it, right? So what did I actually learn in college that helped me as an entrepreneur? First, I learned how not to run a business and how important it is to have happy customers. I'll tell you what I mean. One of my classes required me to do a semester-long project where we completed an analysis of a real-life business. We were asked to do comprehensive market research and develop an accompanying marketing plan, and I did this for a local deli. I did a ton of legitimate research with the local customers and the staff, and what I found was quite interesting. While the owner thought he needed marketing to save his business. What I found going in was that his customers were unimpressed by the customer service. And I found that his employees were miserable. And basically word of mouth was failing him because of this poor customer service. This wasn't just an isolated case either. I ended up seeing that same type of thing when I started consulting after college Many failing businesses see marketing as the solution to their problems. They thought that better marketing would somehow save their slow business. But when I got in there and I did a consult with them, I quickly discovered poor customer service and unhappy customers. The business has to be healthy on the inside before you can expect some marketing solution to come and solve your problems, like this deli owner did. So that was a pretty solid takeaway. Now through that work, I also learned the basics of creating a marketing plan and developing a marketing strategy for any business. I learned the framework of how to do the right research for business viability, how to conduct SWOT analysis, which stands for strength, weakness, opportunity, and threat, and how the principles like pricing and promotion and where you deliver your product or service work in concert together. There was still a lot to learn, though. Many of you know I manage paid ads on social media for clients, and I've done that for a couple of years. Now, I'm aging myself again here, but Facebook hadn't even been invented yet when I was in college. However, my advertising courses did scratch the surface of that work, and the principles of advertising still apply when it comes to social media paid ads. So while learning the ropes of Facebook and Instagram advertising has taken a ton of trial and error, the marketing and advertising courses did give me a good foundational understanding of what I was getting into there. All right, the next two lessons I learned were completely unanticipated but probably the most valuable to my business to uplevel my approach and understand how I can deliver the most value and they were both introduced to me by my very good friend named Megan Megan was my sorority sister and was the first person I met at the University of Tampa she is one of the people who has known me the best in my life and she became my best friend She was also a little bit of a party animal and tons of fun. And while her and I have quite different personalities, we were like two peas in a pod. This girl is as honest as honest can be. She doesn't sugarcoat anything, and I've always loved that about her. We had a lot of fun together, so much so that we can't remember half of it. (laughs) Megan is now also a mom and an entrepreneur. And I'm still good friends with her. Megan was a seeker of fun and adventure. And I had a bit of a harder time getting out of my shell in college. She helped that along for sure. We actually helped each other out. As it turns out, she needed help with her schoolwork. And I also got to help her later when she started her business. But in college, Megan and I spent our days at school and our nights, weekends, and summers Having a lot of fun. Somewhere along the way, she came up with this saying, this phrase that sort of became our theme. It was the question, What if? When faced with any decision about doing something outside of the norm, she would ask, What if? So this became our mantra and our excuse to try anything once. We used it to take risks to get out of our comfort zone. It was the saying that we used to gather courage, to do the things we might otherwise be terrified to do, to be spontaneous, to take massive action when we would have otherwise been too afraid. I loved this idea because I hated feeling like a stick in the mud, which I often did as such a rule follower. I had spent a lot of time doing things that I was supposed to, according to plan, like getting good grades in high school and going to a good college. So to me, it sounded risky, but a ton of fun. So to be fair, there was often the addition of liquid courage that went with it. But this mantra and a willingness to go after things and take action I normally would be too afraid to did give me my first taste of taking risks and throwing caution to the wind regardless of the humiliation or rejection that may result. Now, let's just say we lived our college lives to the fullest. It wasn't all the risky fun that we had. That was my most valuable lesson. But it was the experience of recognizing fear and uncertainty and still going for it that made the difference. It was the mantra I believe I carried with me through my 20s And that helped me question the status quo and gave me the experience of recognizing the fear and uncertainty and discomfort and still going for it. It taught me courage. It was kind of our, what's the worst that could happen? I think many of us use this phrase in a way that is to our disadvantage. Before we take a big leap, we ask questions like, what if it doesn't work? What if others don't like what I have to say? What if nobody wants what I have to offer? What if I don't deliver results? What if I fail? Listen guys, ask yourself that and then answer it. That's what I want to offer you. What if those things happen? So what? Some of the biggest accomplishments and lessons I've learned that have given me strength and resilience are a result of taking action that began with those questions of fear. What if they hate me? What if they don't understand? What if I make a mistake? But in those moments, I remember distinctly also asking myself, what if I don't do this? What if this is exactly what I need to do? What if I stop listening to everybody else and try this? The times when I have been most afraid and have done it anyway are the times when I have grown the most. And they are the times I am most grateful for. Our brain will naturally try to keep us safe, right? Our primitive brain will tell us all of the dangers of doing something unfamiliar that feels like a risk if it means we might fail. So it's natural for us to ask, what if, to all of the things that can go wrong. And while some things did go wrong when we asked ourselves what if, and we faced the fear and went for it, we survived, right? And we grew through all of it. And now, when I feel that fear and question all of the risks, that's when I know I need to do it anyway. Now, of course, there's a place for fear or asking what if if your life is in danger, but in most cases, and certainly in entrepreneurship, death isn't really a possibility. All right. The second lesson my friend Megan taught me in college was how much I love helping other people. I think my desire for coaching others presented itself before I even realized it. Megan needed some help along the way with her schooling, right? And she still talks about it to this day. The coolest part was, She was a psychology major, and I got to tap into my desire for that learning as well. I was a very big nerd in school. I love learning. I enjoyed getting good grades, and I enjoyed helping others do well. I still do. I was even elected to scholarship chair for the sorority, so the overall GPA of the sorority was my responsibility, and I got to be in charge of study hours. Such a nerd. I really enjoy helping others learn, and I enjoy coaching, and I love coaching one-on-one. It's probably my most favorite thing to do. So, thank you, Megan, for helping me understand that I like to take risks and ask what if, and that I also love to teach and help others learn. Okay, so the last few things I want to share that I learned in college. It teaches you professionalism, if you want it to. I always had respect for my teachers. I showed up on time, I called them by their preferred title, and I was always professional in my communication with them. I showed eagerness to learn and established a professional relationship. I took it seriously, and I still do. I never really understood how some students could show up and just you could tell there was not a level of respect there. So I respected the rules, I respected the professors, and when I needed extra help or guidance or inspiration, those professors showed me that respect back and often went beyond my expectation to help me, to introduce me to people, to teach me, or to even involve me in other groups that elevated my experience at school. So it was a two-way street, and I'm still in touch with some of them. I learned how to show that respect and network, and in turn advance my knowledge to another level through those professional relationships. They jumped at the chance to write recommendations for me, which helped me land those high-paying corporate jobs right out of college. Nobody wants to do business with someone who is disrespectful or condescending. Show your respect for others out there in business and while you're networking, and that will come back to you. So be professional, be ready to serve, and be willing to get out of your comfort zone, guys. Be prepared to break the mold and face the fear, and that will make all of the difference. And yes, that means you might fail, but I promise you, you will also grow. So what did you all learn or not learn in college, and how is it helping you today? And if you are ready to take a leap of faith, I would love to help you through that journey. I help my clients take the guesswork out of all of that marketing and give you simple strategies for working through the fear, uncertainty, and self-doubt that shows up when you ask yourself, what if? Please take a moment to leave a review if this has been helpful for you and let me know what you feel is holding you back or what other questions you have, so I can answer them in the podcast. Visit katereuter.com schedule a free session with me, and I hope you all have a great week. See you next time.